All right, welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary. Uh, this is a podcast all about the obnoxious things that wealthy people have bought or done throughout history. I am your host, Haley, and over there is my co-host, Steven. Hello, guys. Thank you for being patient with me as I sort out my computer situation, but that's all been taken care of, and we are back in action. Yeah, a bit of a hiatus there, because... Um, you forgot that you would have to give up your right. laptop when you changed jobs, but <laughs> no, you're okay. So, um, but you got a new laptop. We're good to go. And we're just in time for Christmas, the Christmas season. Yes. So you missed, you missed the Thanksgiving guest episode, which was quite good if I do say my, so I, myself, but, uh, that's just me tooting my own horn. Um, <laughs> So, um, are you are you feeling good about about coming back into everything? I'm feeling so good. Like honestly, it's good to be back. Obviously, I've missed it, and um, but of course, a lot of things have happened. Uh, new job, job change, uh, which has been going really really well. Um, a lot of Hooray! a lot of new info. Uh, it's been kicking my butt a little bit, but I feel pretty confident. Um, I'm te- I believe yeah. in you. You can do it. Um, so I'm testing for my property and casual insurance license on Tuesday. So I'm going to pass that ACIT. And then hopefully, um, oh, I did find out kind of a bit of sad news that they're trying to get me scheduled for the, within the first couple of weeks of January for a school that's in Austin, Texas, not no. California. I know it broke my heart so, so much. When, oh, for listeners uh, to, to kind of explain yeah, yeah, yeah. what this is, is uh, there was a chance that Stephen might have to like come do a seminar thing in San Francisco, yeah. which is two hours from where I live. And so it would be like, I get to see my friend. But Austin? Ah. Yeah, I was super bummed when I got the email about it. Um, but at the same time, like it's 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 somewhat closer, you know, so it's not. I mean, as far as like, I mean, go wherever they send you. Obviously, I mean, yeah, I mean at this point, I'm at their mercy. I have to do whatever they tell me to do. So, but <laughs> they're the ones who are paying. They the bills, pay me really so. well to do what I tell them, or to do what they tell me to do. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so do that thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah. Well, By the way, I just wanted to point out. I'm, hopefully, I'll be able to edit this out. But if anyone hears any like mumbled what or ah, in the background garrett is playing pokemon so <laughs> Ooh, uh, which one's he playing uh oh god i think he got sword, yeah, sword? yeah yeah he started off with a score bunny Ooh. which i personally think that he should have started off with grookey but i just like grass types so i mean to each okay. their own question mark to each their own question mark. I don't know. I'm a plant lady. I like plants. I think leaf type is better. <laughs> I always started off with Bulbasaur. I'm just yeah, saying. Bulbasaur is a classic favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yep, listeners, yep. I hope so, you guys are well. I hope you guys are, are just doing fantastic. Hope life is treating you well and that you're all safe and that you all are going to have a really amazing holiday. Um, and we're here for you. And we love you guys and we appreciate you listening. Oh, Stephen, that was such a wholesome yeah, message. Just, yeah. just they, they need to hear from us every once in a while, which I know they oh. hear from us when they listen to us, but you know what I mean. 
<laughs> I mean, we're their friends. So, I mean, that's that's how I feel about all podcasters that I listen to. I'm like, yeah, my friend Justin McElroy. Wait, no, <laughs> I don't know him in oh person. My gosh. That, that is that... such the culture with Critical Role, too. Like, I mean, not that I like, I don't actively like participate a whole, whole lot, but you like, especially within like the critter community and with Matt Mercer and all those guys, like literally like everybody feels like it's, it's just one big family. And even like Matt and Marisha and all them, they'll say like, yeah, like we have people come up to us that say, Hey, you're like, well, I met my best friends, even though we've never met, I just listen to you guys every week and I follow you on social and da 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 And, and like, honestly, they love that. Like they love that it's a huge family. So like, I, I get that. Like, and obviously I'm not full into podcasting and, um, definitely a little more experience now doing this podcast, but I think it's kind of a lot of the same thing, especially with social. And that's, that's really one of the coolest things about social is, you know, obviously if it's done well, if it's safe and, you know, it's, it's appropriate. And, you know, uh, obviously there's, there's people that's on social that's there just to, to fight for no reason whatsoever. (laughs) That's just the internet. For the most part, uh, it's a pretty cool family. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of social, now's a good time to plug our social. Yeah. Go follow us on Twitter or Instagram. So if you want to see any of the photos that we talk about today that are, that we reference or anything like that, that's our Instagram. I do put them on Twitter, but Instagram, you can get all of them at once. That's uh, out at Outrageously Unnecessary. And then Twitter is at OUnnecessaryPod. So yeah, go follow that and you can get all the, the good, good stuff from us. Um, okay, we've just done like five minutes of chatting and plugins. So, Stephen, I think you're first today. I am first today, so I'm super excited. Um, let's, you know, let's just let's just go ahead and uh, unwrap this next session, uh, if you will. Was that a pun? It was a Christmas pun because it's the Christmas season. It- <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Uh, Get out of here, Dan. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I can't help it. Um, so yeah. So for our listeners, the Christmas season is in the air. The smell of snow. Well, not here. We don't have snow, but in some parts of the world that you guys live in, you guys are going to get snow. So you know what? I'm jealous and I hate you, but don't hate you because I love snow on Christmas. And it's been a long time <clears throat> since we've had snow on Christmas here. In Oklahoma. I grew up I grew up in Arizona. I've never had snow on Christmas. Just, the idea sad. of snow on Christmas? No, the idea of snow on Christmas weirds me out. I like my Christmas where I'm able to go outside and play lawn games. Cornhole forever. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Cornhole forever. Um, so, yeah. So, with the kind of the Christmas season in mind, um, obviously one of the big things about Christmas is getting gifts for people. Um, it's something that I have definitely done a lot more of now that I'm a dad and I've got kids, um, especially this year. Our kids are a little bit older. They are more aware. They have the Christmas season, the holidays. Um, my son, Lincoln, like anytime he sees a Christmas tree, he's like, oh, look, there's Christmas. I'm like, yeah, buddy, that's a Christmas tree. And he's like, and those are presents. Yeah, buddy, those are presents. Do I get presents on Christmas? Yeah, if you're good. Okay, I'll be really good. And then five minutes later, he does something bad. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> that's just that's just any child. I'm going to be so good, but they're only good, like, around Christmas. Right. <laughs> it's not the whole year thing. It's just like, yeah, it's just, they're bad. The, they're bad 11 months out of the year, but 
but December they're angels. And it's only going to get worse as they get older. Like I mean, not worse, but it's it's only going to get more interesting as they get older. I should say. So, <laughs> you know, with the Christmas season in mind, thinking about you know presents, you know what you're what you're going to get. Excuse me, what? Um, what? Yeah, what yeah. What you're going to get for others? others. Um, looking for kind of a topic today, I was like, well, you know, because obviously gifts are on my mind. I was actually out getting gifts um, late yesterday. Um, and I found this really cool article. It's actually uh, a web article um, and from the website Most Famous List. And there is a very famous top 10 most expensive Christmas gifts that you can buy. And so we're going to run these down and we're going to start at the least expensive and we're going to work our way all the way up towards the most expensive. Haley, are you ready? I'm so ready. Perfect. So the first on the list, number 10. For any of you out there who have seen these films, I have not. I've only, well, I, I have only seen the first one, not all of them. Be careful about what you're about to say because I'm sure it's about to come off as blasphemous. I, I, it is. I've only seen the first one. Um, but for those of you who have seen the Rocky series, uh, this particular item is from Rocky number four. Have you seen the Rocky films? I've actually, I'm with you. I've only seen the first Perfect. one. <laughs> Not alone. Okay. So there's a lot of my friends that would consider that blasphemous, but we're just going to keep moving on. So from Rocky number four, there is a item in the film and uh, there's one of uh, one of the characters in his house has a servant robot that is in the house that brings him drinks, kind of takes care of him. Um, it is controlled. Wait, do you mean do you mean like a servant robot, kind of like the Jetsons? Very much so. Yeah, kind of like the Jetsons. Although this one is kind of bulky, it looks very like like the typical alien type like design like you know like the big bulbous eyes and head and stuff like do it's, you have a picture oh, I do, absolutely i'll send you the picture in just a second i'm going to tell you about it um this okay, robot dude. is controlled by a remote it has limbs that um they have wires and the wires are actually kind of visible through the arms um mm -hmm. it is actually made with a lot of emotional intelligence so they can mimic conversations of humans as well as their movements which also includes dancing and other gestures Okay. Um, it's pretty helpful. Um, this robot for number 10, you can own it and use it in your household for the robust price of $345,000. Oh my God. That's the cheapest option we oh, have. This is, oh, that's the cheapest. Absolutely. So uh, I am uploading a picture of this bad boy right now. And you can kind of see, like, it's very alien-esque in its design. Oh, it's yeah. It's got, like, big bug yeah, eyes. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of big, kind of clunky. But, yeah. But it actually works? Mm -hmm. They used... Like, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't expecting it to actually work. I was expecting it to be, like, a Doctor Who situation where there's somebody inside the robot suit. No. <laughs> who, like, filmed. No, it, it, no it's, uh, it actually works. And it's actually... Well, it's controlled by a remote. So it's remote-controlled, but... Um, it's like programmable and it can, like I said, it can mimic human emotions and do all different types of like footwork and, and dance work. And um, obviously like in the film, they programmed it to move like boxer would move. Interesting. So that's number 10. Number nine. That's so cool. 
Number nine. This would be good for you in old sunny California. Haley, uh, how much is the most you've ever spent on a pair of sunglasses? Uh, 20 bucks. 20 bucks? All right, so I got a pair of sunglasses when I was out in California here three or four years ago uh, working for a music production group, and I had never before owned a pair of Oakleys. Well, I had gotten paid. You know, this is all you know, extemporaneous pay. Um, actually, I, at first when I went out there, I thought it was just going to be like a free internship, but they actually paid me a pretty decent stipend for the you know, 46 weeks I was out there. And so the first paycheck came in, and I was like, you know, I'm going to be here in California. I have like a pair of cheap, like $5 sunglasses from Hot Topic. I was like, you know, I'm going to get a nice pair of sunglasses. So I went in uh, and I found a nice pair of Oakley's that was on sale for like oh, 120 man. bucks. Oh my and God. And I dropped 120 bucks on those sunglasses. And let me tell you what, I do. Did you lose them I immediately? I do not have those sunglasses to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it in California. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, for things like that, I'm like, that's going to end up at the bottom of a river in a rental car absolutely. somewhere. I... <laughs> absolutely. But and the funniest thing is the $5 pair of Hot Topic sunglasses. I still have those to this day. Yep. It's the cheap ones that stick around. It's so funny. I literally have a pair that I got while I was studying abroad. It cost me five euros from a little corner store and I still have them. I have not managed to lose them. Five euro sunglasses. <laughs> well, the uh, very, very famous brand, Dolce & Gabbana, made Ooh, a yeah. really, well, I say it's cool looking. It's They look kind of like aviators. Um, but these sunglasses are actually the, the most expensive sunglasses in the entire world because its entire frame is made from solid gold and inlaid inside the gold frame are diamond pieces. Oh, God, they sound hideous. Let me show you a picture of DM. I'm about to I'm about to get confirmation that these things are hideous. Bring it on. Yeah. So here we go. Oh my God, they're so ugly. Haley. Oh no, I hate them. They got weird lumpy bits on them. They do. They do. They look like little lumpy pineapples. What are those? So, yeah, like if you're looking at like the the frame um, that goes around your ear, um, those are like kind of little gold studs with diamonds inlaid in them. It's, it's kind of a bad picture. It's kind of blurry. Um, but yeah, there's little diamonds inside those little gold little stubbits. But yeah, but you're right. It don't, they look like aviators and they look like aviators with uh, that are made out of gold, but you get especially lumpy like gold blobs on on the earpieces. Yeah, but you know, if uh, if you've got the cash to drop and you know you're uh, planning a, a weekend trip to Abu Dhabi, if you've listened to our earlier episodes... <laughs> Uh, and you want uh, to go to the mall out there and maybe... Uh, Do you mean Dubai? Did I say Abu Dhabi? I meant Dubai. They know what I mean. <laughs> Not Abu Dhabi. They, yeah, Dubai. You know, one of those rich, yeah. <laughs> one of those rich yeah. cities. If you're planning on going to the Wiz Khalifa out there in Abu Dhabi, <laughs> um, yeah, then you can purchase these stupid, stupid, classy and luxurious sunglasses for only $383,609. I hate it. I feel like when you're rich, you can absolutely afford to have a really bad sense of fashion. You can afford to be tacky. So, number eight. We all want to smell nice. 
And we all expect and hope other people would want to smell nice too, because hygiene is important. And I think that's everyone's goal walking into any Comic-Con. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Well, perfumes are loved by pretty much anyone that I know. And people have always wanted to have, you know, that special perfume that kind of speaks to them. That is kind of their own personal brand. Like for me, original Burberry is my, is my absolute favorite go-to. It fits me really, really well. Um, and I, it's just, you know, it's just my, my, my absolute go-to typically, uh, like a large thing of Burberry will probably run me about 80 bucks, 85 bucks. And then a small one is like anywhere between 40 to 50. Well, a particular perfume was introduced by the House of Creed Bespoke, which is in Paris. And okay. it's very, very rare. Only a few bottles exist. It's only available in Paris. And it's only available in a bottle that is made from 14 karat gold. Because why wouldn't it? Does does gold hold liquid well? I know it conducts electricity well, but I just don't know, like, is it conducive for holding liquid? Does it change the liquid at all? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, I've just been sent a photo of it's it's a gold cylinder it's got a square on the front that says oc which makes me think it's original content and they're just trying to like claim that as their own like they're all redditors um (laughs) and then and then i can't tell are those like there's flowers like gilded onto the side of this thing flowers um the the text below oc is is in latin cool because that's a language i can read me too um, of course, you see the House of Creed was founded in 1760, so been around for a few years. For, for a few, I'd for, say, just yeah, a couple. just a couple hundred years. So what's the smell? Is it roses, like the flowers might indicate on the side? It doesn't really list the smell. Uh, so on the, on the That's sp- garbage! I want to know what I'm smelling like if I'm about to drop a, like a million dollars. I'm looking it up right now, and then I'll tell you how much it costs. <laughs> um, so this particular one, let's see. Unexpected and tenacious impressive and comp oh it smells like white flowers that is the most vague garbage i've ever heard just a white flower yes and if you want to smell like white flowers then you only have to drop 475 grand i'm sorry say that, that again four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars for this particular gold-plated bottle of freaking perfume that's garbage. That's such garbage considering that you just smell like white flower. Which white flower? I don't know. Which white flower? Know, There's so many white flowers. You can smell luxurious and decadent, classy and luxurious. It, it just gives me like, I don't know, keywords. It doesn't go into descriptors. 
They're not a very. That's so stupid. They're trying to be classy, but but yet not be real descriptive. Because the most vague description I've ever heard. They're like you. You just need to buy this for the sake of buying this. Right. But they're not catering to you and I, Haley. They're catering to people who just like who to who four hundred seventy five thousand dollars is like change. You know, and and that type of person is walking by the store and they're like, "Mm, "Do I want to smell decadence and luxurious today?" Well, (laughs) of course I do. I think I do. Nobody else has these bottles. I can only get this here. Well, obviously I want to smell luxurious and decadent and like insert white flower here. <laughs> yes, uh, here take uh, take this four hundred seventy five thousand dollars change. I happen to find I, I happen to find it in my back seat. So just yeah, go ahead and take it. Uh, so number seven on our list is a little more. I would say not reasonable as far as like the price wise, but it's more practical. Like this is something that you could use on a daily basis if you wanted to. But um, for Christmas, I actually got uh, my wife, Shelly, a a brand new vacuum cleaner uh, because we have had one we had before for like, Oh my gosh, like three, four years. And it was just, it was like burning up and just not really catching stuff very well. And so I was like, hey, let's update this and, you know, let's update our vacuum cleaner. So number seven is a vacuum cleaner. However, it is a entirely custom gold-plated vacuum cleaner. Oh, I thought you were about to give me like the Kirby vacuum cleaner because I did have those guys come to my house once and try to sell me on it. And I really just wanted them to clean my carpet for me. So I let them go through their spiel. But that was a $2,000 vacuum cleaner. Ooh, well, this particular vacuum um, was made in limited number. There's actually only a hundred of this vacuum that's available on the market. Interesting. And if you would like to take this vacuum out for a spin then you only need to spend a million dollars uh what what this vacuum one million dollars for a vacuum cleaner yeah, i know it's cleaner, crazy what what rich person cleans their own house exactly what rich person cleans their own well, maybe house? Maybe a rich also, person has this... like a favorite domestic worker that they just really, you know, does a great job. And maybe they want, maybe, maybe they're a billionaire that, you know, you know what? Maybe they want their cleaner to, to only use the finest of, of tools. <laughs> Not sure. Yeah. I have no idea. But uh, when I saw that, I was like, who in their right mind is going to spend a million dollars for a vacuum cleaner? No one. I laughed in the guy's face when he told me $2,000 for a vacuum. I will admit the Kirby vacuum was impressive, but I am fairly certain that everything he was doing was like, you know, a specific hoax to, to like sell it, but a million. No. So that's number seven. Number six. This seems very impractical. Why would I even want this? I don't even... That's that's all of these. That's all of these, Stephen. But for, for any of you who have, who have ordered stuff from overseas, nine times out of ten, probably less than that, it comes on a ship or it's, or it's shipped by air. Well, if you want to cut down on trusting somebody else to deliver your goods across the seven seas, 
Well then, my friend, today and today only on a Chinese website, you can purchase your very own cargo ship. What? You can. You can just own, but then I'd have to pay for my own crew and live near a port. <laughs> exactly. How much does buying your own cargo ship cost? It costs about one to two million dollars. So I could have two vacuums or <laughs> you could have two one vacuums or one <laughs> cargo ship bought on a Chinese website, mind you. <laughs> In this ship, a person can carry anything they want and can easily move it, dominating the other shipping lanes in the water. That's the tagline. But, okay, but, okay, so we're coming off of, like, some some creepy, hoaxy Chinese website. So my, does the cargo ship actually float? It does. It does. It's, it, it is a real legitimate cargo ship. I mean, I can send you a picture, but you can Google any cargo ship and it's going to be the exact same thing. It's exactly what you're thinking with a bunch of, um, you know, metal containers all stacked, you know, like Tetris. That's exactly what it is. But think about it. Think about all those cool, like, spy movies where, like, they're fighting on, like, a cargo ship. You know, think about, you know, uh, the, the, the latest one I can think of is Captain America's um, Winter Soldier. I think at the very beginning of that, him and, him and uh, Black Widow are fighting on a cargo ship. I mean, like, I would feel like a really cool, either, like, cool like russian mobster or that's what i was or thinking like a, was, I a think scandinavian pirate mob. you know like like a modern day scandinavian pirate that just owns his own i just think i've got to find a body i'm gonna find a body in one of the cargo vessels no just have a dummy in there just have a dummy in one of, in a random shipping container <laughs> it'd be so hilarious Can i'm just setting imagine? up my own murder mystery party <gasps> That is why you own a cargo ship, because you host a murder mystery aboard. It's That'd be pretty fun. That'd be pretty great. See? See? All right. So, okay. I'm going to set aside about $5 a week, and uh, we'll see where we're at here in about 10 years. Perfect. I don't know. I'm kind of banking on spending my money on that vacuum. Oh, no, no, no. This next one, you're definitely going to want to save up your pennies for it. This one is, mm-hmm. next one is awesome. So, number five. Haley, if you could be James Bond, would you want to be James Bond? No. Okay, Haley, if you could be... If I could have James Bond gadgets, I'd go with that, but I don't want to be James Bond because he probably has a lot of STDs. Probably. So, mentioning James Bond's gadget, how would you like to have your very own sports car? <gasps> that's off, with, like, that's the also ejector seat? a submarine. <laughs> Yes, please. Please sign me up for that. Haley, this sports car also turns submarine, can dive easily up to 33 feet, not very far, and has enough oxygen for two people. It's made from pure steel and is powered by batteries. And this particular submarine, I will show you a picture so you can I was going to say, I desperately need a photo. Absolutely. So you can go swimming with the fishies in your... Wait, it looks like a convertible. It's a convertible. How do you have air in a convertible? Unless you just... See, see, see there's oxygen. Do you just have respirators? Yeah, you have respirators and, and there's oxygen tanks fitted behind the seats. 
I'm so confused. It doesn't, it just looks like a sports car. How is it, how is it submarining right now? Because it's got battery powered propellers that's behind there that scoots it along. But how does that not absolutely wreck whatever the interior is for like the car portion of it? That's an excellent question to equal, I do not have an answer for, but that's equally worth researching it further on. I'm just, I'm just giving you the list of what you can buy. This is amazing. Give me number four. I'm so entertained. Oh, well, the sports car will cost you two mil. Cool. Still worth two vacuums. Sports car, cargo ship. Sports car, cargo ship. So. I think sports car. If you, now I'm going to do four and three simultaneously because they go together. So if you would like to not have a car that's a submarine, but just have a submarine, you can have interesting your own personal submarine that will hold up to about two or three people, or you can have a submarine that will hold five people. Now the two to three person submarine will cost you about two mil. But the really cool looking up to five people submarine will cost you about 2.7 to 3 mil. I, why do so many rich people need to be underwater? What is it about underwater? That they, <laughs> is it because the, because the ocean just hasn't been conquered yet? It, 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 probably so. And the ocean is vast and it's beautiful. I mean, think about it. If you could just go underwater in like some beautiful beautiful ocean place somewhere and just look at all the fishes i mean honestly like i don't like to swim i'm a little bit terrified of water but i think underwater is absolutely gorgeous it's like it's like a whole another world especially see i'm vastly terrified of the ocean like one i have a fear of fish so like i cannot swim amongst fish but like i feel like being in a submarine i'd probably be okay because i can go to aquariums and like watch fish that way but the vast unknownness of the ocean freaks me out. That's fair. No, that's absolutely fair. The ocean is too large. It is too large and too deep, and it goes on forever, and there are a lot of creepy things that live there. Well, if you ever get over your fear, and for those of you out there who are aquatic and would like to be a um, an aquanaut, then there are two options out there if you're willing to drop some cash to go and explore. About $3 million. You can have three vacuums or a submarine. (laughs) Number two, some people are cat lovers and some people are dog lovers. Mm -hmm. There are those people in the world who consider their dogs as kids and love them a lot. And they're mm-hmm. willing to pay a lot of money for them. I feel like this is a call out to me. Are you? What are you? Are you calling me out on I, this? This isn't a call to any one particular individual person, but dog owners, cat owners, they spend a lot on their pets. If if you know if they don't have any kids and that's all they have, it, you know it's it's just natural to want to dote upon their their pets. Well, some people will spend a bananas amount of money for their pets. One such instance is the 52-carat diamond dog collar. That just reminds me of Mamie Fish and her dog party. Mamie Fish is exactly who I was thinking of because she would have owned this 100%. (laughs) Now, this particular diamond dog collar 
is made from 52 karat diamonds, which has a total of 1,600 diamonds. That's too many. It was named That's far too many. in Forbes magazine as the Bugatti of dog collars. Oh, God. The price for one collar, this collar, mind you, oh, God. is $3.2 million for one collar. I could have a submarine for that. Um. You could have a submarine. You could have three vacuums. You could have um, <laughs> like six to eight robots um, to do anything for you. Um, you could have. I just. You could have uh, can I, a couple can I just of sunglasses. This? Yeah, <laughs> more than a couple. <laughs> more than I think. a couple. Yeah, please describe what you see to those. Maybe a couple of cargo containers filled with sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this necklace, it's uh like three diamond teardrops hanging down. It looks like an upside down tiara. Mm-hmm. But I love that the dog that they're modeling it on is a papillon, which is just like a small, soft, yippy dog. And I I personally think that's like the epitome of of a rich person dog. Because yep. I don't picture this collar at all going on my German Shepherd. <laughs> Nope. Which would be really funny to see Sturdle in this necklace, though. I mean, she'd rock it because she's beautiful, mm-hmm. but no, this thing, it, I don't know. It's just, it kind of looks like weird triple ball sacks of diamonds. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> tripled it, tripled it, tripled it, sack. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so um, dog lovers, you got the cash to drop. You can have a three... A three ball diamond <laughs> necklace for you. I regret saying for that. Now. Your doggy. <laughs> I regret. I regret everything. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Okay, give me number one. Number one. I'm just gonna send you a picture first without any context. Amazing. That's how this should work. Absolutely. Oh my god. It's okay. Hold on. Let me let me attempt to explain what I'm looking at. Um, it, it's like a ship, an island on stilts, uh, in the middle of the ocean. Like if everyone could just think for a minute of the Avengers and like their weird uh ocean slash floating base. It's that, but like with palm trees. It's definitely got a helipad on it. What is this? This is called the Ultimate Bond Villain Island Lair. That's accurate. This luxurious floating yacht island is extremely large and also seems kind of like a small country. It has different luxurious facilities on it that includes docks for boats, helipads, jet skis, a restaurant, a casino, a nightclub, a movie theater, and a full bar as well. I want to know if the people who work on this live on this, or if they have to, like, get on a boat and go to work every day. I imagine they they, pro- they probably have servants' quarters in here, 100%. Well, if you're looking for something to completely wow your significant other, look no further. Because you'll only need to drop a hundred million dollars. As number one, 
this Bond villain island there, I think I lost Haley, is a hundred yeah. million dollars. I legit went I went speechless for a hot second there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, dear listeners, when you're I'm sad that none of these presents were a pair of socks. <laughs> I know, right? Socks or underwear. That's all I want for Christmas. It's socks and underwear. Yep. Nope. None of the above. So, uh, if you guys, um, if uh, the Gilded Gang, if you guys feel extra gilded uh, these holiday seasons, consider this list. And if you really want to wow your significant other, then look no further. I say don't even look to this list. Just go ahead and buy me the vacuum. Send the vacuum to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so top 10 most expensive Christmas gifts that you can buy. All right, you want to go into some chump change? Let's do some chump change. Chump change. Okay, so when uh, we were talking and I uh, earlier this weekend, I uh, kept lamenting to you how finding Christmas uh, themed topics was really hard because right. Google just kept giving me one article over and over or rather multiple articles by multiple outlets but literally all about the exact same thing because it's all that comes up when you type in expensive christmas so um as of this year there is a spanish hotel that claims to have the most expensive christmas tree in the entire world uh it is a 19 foot uh fur uh, and can you guess how much it's worth? And, uh, it's, it's 19 feet tall? Yes. And that's a fir tree? Yep. I'm going to guess... I'm going to tell you right now, the tree is not what's what's worth money. It's what it's decorated with. Mm. Okay, so are you asking me the price for just the tree itself or everything included? Everything included. I'm going to go with 275 grand. Not even close. It is worth fifteen million dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, that's this a tree is located. Tree. Lincoln would be like, yeah. "That's a Christmas tree." <laughs> that's a. Do I get presents? No, we can't afford nope. the presents that are under that tree, Link. Nope. Um, nope. But yeah, tell me about the tree. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's located at the uh, Kempinski Hotel. Uh, near Marbella, Spain. Okay. Uh, it was revealed on November 30th of this year. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, it, it is It is just for this year, but basically it has been decorated with uh, ornaments that are encrusted in diamonds, rubies, jewels, created by... Um, Let's see. The tree was decked by British celebrity designer Debbie Wingham, who has previously made headlines for crafting the most expensive wedding cake in the world, uh, as well as a pair of heels made of gold and crested with pink and blue diamonds. So basically, the yeah, um, it's supposed to be kind of modeled after the the feathers of a peacock as well as a modern art deco sort of style but the most expensive thing that's on there is an ostrich egg that is um covered in diamond dust and 24 karat gold of course it is Uh, yeah there's um there's a three carat pink diamond ornament that's worth 2.6 million uh nine three carat black diamond decorations worth five hundred and ninety thousand dollars, as well as 
fake one million and one hundred thousand dollar bills, but the bills are embossed with twenty four karat gold, which that makes them actually worth one point three million dollars. <sighs> yeah. So um, the New York Post noted that. Uh, there's there is a 5.5 million red oval diamond on this tree and that amount of money could buy a lifetime of clean water for 385,000 villagers in Tanzania. But will they? No. 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 So, does your heart hurt yet? Yeah, it, it definitely hurts. I'm a little angry. Happy chump change. <laughs> <laughs> wow, do you have a picture of this thing? I do have a picture of this oh, thing. There no. we go. It's really, um, it doesn't look like it should be worth that much. Okay. It, it's just kind of sparkly. Oh. Yeah, it's a little, dis it's a little disappointing, isn't it? I'm a little let down. Yep. And to think, it's just some something on there could help provide good things for people and yet they just parade it up to be looked at yep sometimes i wonder why we do this podcast because it inevitably makes us sad about humanity oh my gosh look at that yeah look at that thing <laughs> oh my gosh so, yeah so listeners i'm looking at an ornament right you know it's 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 a glass ornament and inside there's the hundred thousand or, or, or a million i can't really tell it looks like a hundred thousand uh dollar bill and there's all these diamonds and stuff crusted around it in this glass bottle. And it makes me want to go punch a duck. <laughs> Specifically a duck. I want to punch. Fuck this duck in particular. I want to punch a duck right now. So anyways, that's my two cents. That's It's a good two cents. Yeah. <laughs> so, Haley, I think it's your turn. It is my turn. So, like I mentioned earlier, I was kind of like, I was really struggling trying to come up with something right. that's actually like a story. Because uh, there's a lot of things where it's like expensive items yeah, or yeah. expensive um, things and stuff. And I was like, nothing's a story. And then I kind of got to thinking about, <sighs> let's think for a moment about how the average family celebrates Christmas. So... You might decorate the house and the tree using ornaments that you've used for years, and you might take some time carefully unwrapping each one and remarking like, oh, you remembered this one, or you made this when you were three. Yeah. And, and you would like, you just take a, 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 it's a sentimental occasion. And maybe you'll end up putting up some garlands and some Christmas lights. And maybe you're one of those families that like actually goes really gung ho on the lights. Like my family did. Cause, um, my dad put up 30,000 lights every year and it was a lot and it was really cool. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. And, um, well, some families make gingerbread houses. Sure. I mean, I think that Nabisco wafers make for like really good shingles on the roof of a gingerbread house. Oh, and that's pretty yeah. much the only good thing that Nabisco wafers can be used for. Otherwise, they just taste like Tums. Um, and then, yeah, what else happens on Christmas? Eventually, you go Christmas shopping. You get some stocking stuffers. You know, they'll maybe splurge on, like, the one big thing for your significant other or your kids. And then 
Uh, at the end of the day, you finally get Christmas dinner, and mom goes all out on a ham or a turkey, and it's super rich and filling, stick to your ribs sort of food. Like, that's that sounds like an average and delightful Christmas, right? Yeah. Okay. So, thinking about all of that led me to ask the question, how do wealthy people spend their money for a more than average Christmas? Mm. Like, what the hell do you do with all of that money? Mm -hmm. So uh, I read quite a few articles and I will highlight the most insane things. But I think this quote from one Jill Kargman in Town and Country magazine uh, in an article from Town and Country magazine, uh, this quote really puts it succinctly, uh, quote, it's really about showing off their real estate. It's a dick measuring contest, literally. The higher the ceiling, the bigger the tree, end quote. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I just enjoy that. Like, it's a dick measuring contest. Yeah. Like, she said that for a magazine article. Um, yeah, no shame. So I, decide, yeah, <laughs> I decided to break this down into the categories that I listed in my intro. So decorating, gingerbread houses, Christmas shopping, and Christmas dinner. And you covered pretty much the Christmas shopping aspect, so I'm going to skip that. Okay. I'm just going to do decorating, gingerbread, Christmas dinner. Perfect. So, decorating, the dick measuring contest. Um, in a lot of the articles that I have found, I have now come to the conclusion that no wealthy person decorates their own house. Uh, so they absolutely outsource that. And they hire professional decorators to turn their multiple homes into winter wonderlands, regardless of proximity to, like, actual snow. There have been multiple examples where it's like, a little girl just really wanted there to be snow on December 1st, but we lived in L.A., so we just got snowmakers for the front yard. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and take an example of a London-based decorator. Uh, who was quoted in a 2017 article from The Guardian. She said, quote, Last year we did one that cost 80,000 pounds. It really depends on what people want. Client confidentiality prevents uh, Handley, who is the woman I'm quoting, from saying too much about the 80,000 pound decorations, but she said that the job involved dressing the whole house, installing an ice rink in the driveway, and going back several times to change the design depending on who uh depending on the client's social calendar so quote depending on who is visiting them we change things up she said we flew over professional ice skaters from france one day and another day we brought in real reindeer and we'd bring in santa another day unreal that's so unreal keep going yes <laughs> oh my gosh like it's 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 so much it's just so much and i just wanted to so a lot of the things that i found were just um how people ended up having their their interiors decorated and um uh there was a lot of things that kind of showed um it just kind of showed a lot of like the social media posts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that that celebrities would make. Yep. So um, I'm not exactly a fan of you know the the Kardashians or the Jenners, but uh, the image I'm about to share with you is a good example of kind of how things work mm -hmm. because this is a photo of Kris Jenner and her fifteen thousand dollar Christmas tree. Stupid! Oh my gosh. <laughs> So it's just an extremely large tree, and all of the ornaments look like red and white peppermint, like, balls, candy canes, whatever. Like, from what I've read, everyone picks their own theme. 
like her daughter went with gold lame so the entire tree is just gold of course yeah and that's a, like that's a lot of people get floor too it's a very ugly floor <laughs> Checker. That's a 1950s chicken. Uh, chicken. chicken. What? No, kitchen. No, I'm saying that's a 1950s kitchen floor. Yeah, you know, it's, like, the, it's the, black and white checkerboard. Yep. It's atrocious. Anyways, everything's atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. So no, just outsourcing. I I read on a couple of sites that like um, basically some people would get <laughs> get paid to up to like $200,000 some decorating companies would get paid up to $200,000 to um, decorate a penthouse for the holidays and this was just so a family could be there for three days and then leave and then they'd have to go and and take it all down unreal yeah so you you feeling good about the dick measuring contest yeah I'm feeling so good about it and honestly okay Ever since I've been married, we don't put up lights. We don't decorate. I mean, except for a tree and a couple like little strands of tinsel, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> I put up. I put up our tree this year. I put up some garland. I tried doing a string of lights, but it got, I got really frustrated because we've only got one outdoor outlet, and it's on the back side of our house. So I have to run an extension cord from the back of our house to the front of our house, and I'm just kind of over it. But the fact that uh, the fact that my father put up thirty thousand lights every year is fucking insane. Yeah, that's that's bananas. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you want to move on to gingerbread houses? Ooh, I love gingerbread houses. Yes. Didn't you say to me one year that you've never made a gingerbread house? Nope, still haven't. Probably will never will. But I like them. So that's so stupid, Stephen. It's <laughs> um, yeah, so dumb. You got to do it for your kids at least. Yeah, uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Eh. I'm a Christmas ass, okay? <laughs> uh, okay, so how does a person make a gingerbread house expensive? It's it's cookies. It's decorated. It's it's a fucking cookie and royal icing and, and candy. Granted, in the Halloween episode... I mean, size. I did highlight... Yeah, I did highlight the ginormous gingerbread house yeah. that was made for the Haunted Mansion right in Disneyland, and that thing is both massive and expensive. But um, I... The gingerbread house in Disneyland is arguably much better than the one I'm about to mention. Uh, the, the one that I'm about to mention is incredibly expensive, but in my personal opinion, it's not uh, <sighs> impressive. It's not impressive. So okay. back in 2014, uh, if you had the cash, you could have a gingerbread house that was worth $78,000. Yeah, you have to explain that because that makes no sense how cookies and icing could cost that much. Yeah, so uh, it was made for you by a online business called Very First Two. And uh, they partnered with a pastry chef named Georgina Green. Okay. And it was meant to be like a centerpiece for your for your display or whatever. And the extremely expensive house could be modeled to look exactly like your own home. And um, that's how. Okay. No, that's still not how. That's still not how. (laughs) No. Uh, So the gingerbread itself is made using the highest quality and the most expensive possible ingredients. So they used organic ginger. Uh, Ceylon cinnamon, Meridian blackstrap molasses, Escher butter, 
organic eggs, and Suma raw cane sugar. So those all sound pricey, but not $78,000 pricey. So the reason why this fucker is so expensive isn't because it's decorated with candy, because it's not. It's decorated with pearls and rubies. Okay. Uh, you need to take a moment? People. Okay. Some, I'm good. Sometimes I feel like we just need to cover like historical things on here, because the moment that you and I start talking about people in real life, like today in our time frame, we just get angry. We just get so angry because people do such stupid stuff with their money, and it's like, you know, if some of us it's, had even just a quarter fun. of their money... It's just, it's fun and it's quaint to talk about people in the Gilded Age. Absolutely. Because we didn't live then. Exactly. And <laughs> like nowadays, we're like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, so I just sent you a picture. I see it and I'm looking at it. And, what? and it's the most disappointing house you've ever seen. It looks, but honestly, it looks like a 12 year old or maybe a 16 year old put it together, honestly. Yeah. It doesn't it look looks crappy. impressive so to me. You can take like, your crappy looks... pearl house and you can take it. And it's shut clean. It. It's clean and it's nice, but it's not worth $78,000. So there's 150 quadruple A grade South Sea pearls and a five carat unheated Mozambique ruby set into the icing. I hate it. I hate it so much. You can add more pearls for sure more money you if can. you want. So I just want to send you a picture. I just Googled fancy gingerbread house to see if I could find anything better. And literally everything on Google is better than this house. Absolutely. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to send you a picture of just a cute ass one I found. Oh, that's, that's infinitely more impressive than this fucking thing. looks like the house from Casper. Yeah, it does. It's like a little Victorian house and they did like icing icicles and like so really pretty like icing floral designs and like it's just it's cute. It's it looks like they actually like did a lot of piping work and it's pretty. But the the $78,000 one is just depressing to look at. I wonder if people ever eat them after they put it together and display them for a while. Yeah, you can. Sometimes the gingerbread gets kind of hard and nasty, so you gotta you gotta choose wisely. But yeah, all right. Yep. Okay. Um, it just looks delicious. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely making your own gingerbread makes it really good. I don't trust any houses that come out of the box. My mom always made our own gingerbread, and she had her own template that she would use. It was laminated, mm. and <laughs> it was so cute. Um. Okay, so uh, you know how I mentioned that the gingerbread house was sold by a company called Very First Two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I ended up doing a little bit more research on them, and uh, they are closed now, but it turns out they were originally created as an online business that specifically caters to, quote, uber consumers. Uber consumers. Uber consumers. So they specifically cater to the filthy fucking rich. Fair. And um, they, they ended up becoming famous because they were selling 995,000 pound Christmas crackers and the world's most expensive tree star, which was on sale for 615,000 pounds. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about these dumbasses for a little while. Okay. So they're closed now, so we can make as much fun of them Absolutely. as we want. Um, 
So back in 2012, which I believe is the year they opened, back in 2012, they offered a four-course Christmas dinner that was prepared by Chef Ben Spaulding, uh, who apparently has a very impressive cuisine background. And the dinner was marketed as the most expensive dinner created with only luxury ingredients. And uh, guess how much a dinner for four cost? Two million? No, it's actually much less. It's 125,000 pounds. Okay. Which is still a lot for food. Still a lot. Still a lot. So I just want I just want to list the dinner ingredients and their prices. Okay. Uh Diva vodka, 2000 pounds. Piper Heidsick 1907 champagne. So champagne that is from before World War 1. 37 thousand pounds mm-hmm. dry ice 180 pounds like you can get dry ice from the grocery store my dude yeah. okay iberico ham that's actually i i watched a video about iberico ham and shit takes a very very long time to make and like there are the the chefs or the butchers who cut it are craftsmen they have to be trained and working in their craft for years to understand how to properly cut iberico ham so iberico ham 600 pounds what is Bird's it like, nest. how is it different so iberico ham is specifically ham that is from a region in spain uh somewhere in barcelona and um basically uh it comes from a specific pig and um, once they raise the pig in whatever specific way uh, and the pig is then slaughtered for its meat, it's um, its meat is uh, hung and dried for, I think, like three or four years. Um, and then uh, like it's, it's just considered to be like the most rich, tasty ham in the entire world. And like when you shave it, it has to be mounted specifically like on this um on this mount and uh they use like a specific knife and they have to like cut very very thin slices of it and it's bananas jeez okay yeah so it's just wow. expensive ham um okay uh next on the list is bird's nest i talked about in the that in the food episode this is the really expensive bird spit oh yeah yeah. yeah. So just 100 pounds for bird's nest, which gross. Um, then there's almost caviar, which is apparently the most expensive caviar in the world. That's 5,000 pounds. Uh, a 150 year old balsamic vinegar, which is 1,030 pounds. A whole white Alba truffle, 3,500 pounds. Saffron stock, 500 pounds. A Yubari king melon is 2,500 pounds. Apparently that is a watermelon specifically from an island in Japan where they only grow 10,000 of these watermelons. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Oh, they spent um, 4,500 pounds on Wagyu beef, uh, 6,000 pounds on just gold leaf, edible gold leaf, which we've talked about before. What does gold leaf taste like? It tastes like money. That's that's it. That's all it provides is it tastes like money. Hmm. Um, and then what else is there? More truffles, Kopi Luwak coffee, which don't 
do that. Don't do the Kopi Luwak coffee. That's got bad things behind it. They yeah, mistreat their animals. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, oh, wait, there's a Densuki watermelon, which that might be the expensive watermelon. We have two different kinds of melon. No. Oh, and the dessert is sold on a gold Ugandan vanilla plate. I don't know what that means. Is of the plate gold? Or is it the I melon? don't know. I don't know. I genuinely, I'm unsure. But uh, here, let me, <laughs> I just want to show you an image of what the, the menu looks like because it just looks pompous. Can't wait. Oh my gosh. Wow. Describe what you're seeing. So this is like a little, like if you were to go out for like a fancy dinner somewhere, um, this is the type of menu, like 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 a like a five star, super high fancy restaurant. You know, you get one piece of paper that has a few things on the menu, no prices, so you know you're going to be dropping a lot of cash. That's what I'm seeing here, but like it's like the script is very elegant. I like that it's called the ultimate Christmas dinner. The very first to ultimate Christmas dinner by Ben Spalding. And then it has all the da 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 stuff. Bird's nest and almost caviar, 150-year-old balsamic and... And the Iberico handball. El puta negra Iberico. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. And then you get whole goddamn truffles. And I just... The thing that gets me is, quote, the traditional Christmas turkey is given a decadent makeover for the third course. Using dodine, a rare breed of turkey, with wagyu beef filet and heart fill, like stuffing, the centerpiece to the Christmas dinner is wrapped in 6,000 pounds of edible 50-carat gold leaf and sprinkled with akbari pistachios, which is 5,000 pounds. Eight. Hate rich people so much right now. <laughs> and you know what? There's people out there in the world who have done this dinner. Oh yeah, they had to have. Yeah, absolutely. It's ridiculous. People. So are we sufficiently angry? Super angry. That's okay. I'm good now. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Okay, so we are sufficiently angry, and I'm sorry for ruining everyone's Christmas. Um, hopefully everyone can have more of, like, the average Christmas that I described, where it's actually, like, heart-filled and, and filled with sentimental memories, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, then that's also totally cool, and I hope that your December is going well. Yeah, And that absolutely. New Year's goes even better. Yeah. <sighs> but... I'm sorry for, we really, maybe maybe we're just going to stick to the past for the next couple of episodes so we can bring our anger down a little bit. Yeah, and have some laughs about the crazy antics of past rich people. But yeah, to, oh. to echo Haley, I hope you guys have a wonderful, merry, merry Christmas and happy new year. Um, we'll be back very soon in a couple of weeks with another episode, so stay tuned. And Feliz Navidad. <laughs> feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad Alright See you Gilda right. gang Bye
Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Did you stop? What's that? Are we stopped? No. We're just going. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. We're still going as far as I know. Are we ready to cut this? Are we? Yeah. Oh, was that uh, it? Oh, I don't know. So uh, here, let's just <laughs> let's ignore the last 30 seconds.